0: Star Wars 7x7, episode 881. Today I'm wrapping up my look at The Princess Diarist by Carrie Fisher. That's the book that was based on the fact that she had unearthed a bunch of journals she'd kept while she was filming the original Star Wars movie, and we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Punch it, Chewie. Feel a disturbance in the Force? It's Star Wars 7x7, your daily seven minute podcast. With your host, Alan Voivod Destiny Unleashed Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7 I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and first of all, happy Rogue One month. It is December, finally, which means that we are in the month that we are getting a new Star Wars movie. We've got, what, 15 days now? (laughs) Plus this one to get through, so yeah, it's very exciting, and we're going to be doing a lot of Rogue One coverage in the coming weeks, so stick around and stay tuned for all of that. In the meantime, though... We're talking about The Princess Diarist today, and yesterday, of course, we covered what took up the majority of the book, which is Carrie Fisher's recollections and musings on the affair she had with Harrison Ford on the set of the original Star Wars, and today we're going to talk about everything else. Now, maybe for me, this suffers a bit from the weight of expectation, and I don't know about you, but perhaps you would feel the same way. Here's the official description of the book. It says, When Carrie Fisher recently discovered the journals she kept during the filming of the first Star Wars movie, she was astonished to see what they had preserved. Plaintive love poems, unbridled musings with youthful naivete, and a vulnerability that she barely recognized. Today, her fame as an author, actress, and pop culture icon is indisputable, but in 1977, Carrie Fisher was just a teenager with an all-consuming crush on her co-star, Harrison Ford. With these excerpts from her handwritten notebooks, The Princess Diarist is Fisher's intimate and revealing recollection of what happened on one of the most famous film sets of all time and what developed behind the scenes. And today, as she reprises her most iconic role for the latest Star Wars trilogy, Fisher also ponders the joys and insanity of celebrity and the absurdity of a life spawned by Hollywood royalty, only to be surpassed by her own outer space royalty. Laugh-out-loud, hilarious, and endlessly quotable, The Princess Diarist brims with the candor and introspection of a diary while offering shrewd insight into the type of stardom that few will ever experience. Now, there's a lot I can agree with there. Laugh out loud, hilarious? Yeah. Endlessly quotable? Sure, absolutely. Candor and all that fun stuff? Yeah. Check, 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 and check. So in case I'm not clear about it, I enjoyed reading it. It is very funny, as you would expect it to be with Carrie Fisher. And, yeah, I will be going back to it for sure, because (laughs) there are some things that you just can't unread, basically, and you want to dive back in and get it fresh in your head. That being said... I gotta say I walked in with a bit of an expectation that I was going to learn more about the behind the scenes of the actual filming of Star Wars, not just the behind the scenes in reference to the affair she had with Harrison. There's a little bit, a little bit, but not... Uh, It was not what I expected. I mean, here's something that was great. She talks about her first day on set. She says she read the dialogue and it was impossible, which, of course, echoes Harrison Ford's famous thing that he said to George Lucas about, you can write this stuff, but you can't say it. And, of course, stuff was not the word that he used. And where Carrie is concerned, she's talking about her first day on set, filming a scene with Peter Cushing, of course, Governor Tarkin, and it's the scene where she has to say, I thought I recognized your foul stench when I arrived on board. And Carrie Fisher, in response to that line, says, Who talks like that except maybe a pirate in the 17th century? I looked at it and thought it should be said more like, Hey, Governor Tarkin, I knew I'd see you here. When I got on board this ship, I thought, My God, what is that smell? It's got to be Governor Tarkin. Everyone knows that the guy smells like a wheel of cheese that someone found in their car after seven weeks. So even though she read the line as it was, she read it as though it was that Hey, Governor talking thing, she says. I did it like that, more sardonic than emotional. Fearless and like an actual human, but not serious. Ironic. Some chick from Long Island who's not scared of you or anyone you might know. And this is when George gave me the only direction that I ever received from him other than his usual suggestion to make everything you're saying faster or more intense. He took me aside and in a very solemn voice told me, This is a very big deal for Leia. Huge. I mean, her planet is about to get blown up by these guys. And that means everything that she knows is going to be gone forever. So you're very upset. She is very upset. And ultimately, this is how she explains away the whole thing about sometimes her accent sounds British and sometimes it doesn't sound British. She says when she was upset on screen or when she was supposed to be playing upset, she was vaguely British and her not upset voice is less British. I like this explanation a lot and it's been brought up in fan circles from time to time, the fact that her accent changes throughout the movie and... It's been sort of retconned explained that she uses a more british type accent when she's around the Imperials and less of a british type accent when she's around the Rebels, possibly because she's either imitating or mocking the Empire or maybe that's the kind of intonation that as a member of the Imperial Senate she had been used to using in that space or something like that, so... I don't know. Anyway, I do like the explanation she gives, though, (laughs) and it ends up clearing up a bit of a mystery about Star Wars. She also reveals that when she was using her blaster on set, they had blanks in them, so they were actually noisily firing, and she grimaced each time, so she had to take shooting lessons from the policeman who prepared Robert De Niro for his terrifying psychotic role in Taxi Driver. I don't know whether that's brand new information or if she's shared that in the past, but I thought that was a pretty neat bit of trivia. A couple of other bits. She tells a story about how she was going through all sorts of different types of hairstyles before they finally settled on the bun and that she had had to present it to gary kurtz the producer and george among other people and george asked her what she thought of it and the thing that i discussed with you yesterday the fact that she had been told at the casting that she was overweight and needed to lose 10 pounds and hadn't done so she was deeply afraid she says that she was going to be fired at any minute and so she didn't want to make waves and so she just said i love it about the famous cinnamon bun hairdo and so there's how history was made And that's pretty much it as far as behind-the-scenes stuff about the filming of Star Wars goes. I mean, nothing about being on set with Darth Vader for the first time. Of course, if her scene with Governor Tarkin was on her first day on set, she would have had Darth Vader on set there too. Nothing about what it was like encountering the Darth Vader costume for the first time and what it might be like to film with that. Nothing about Sir Alec Guinness at all. Although it's funny when you think about it that Carrie Fisher and Alec never really appeared on screen together in Star Wars. I mean, yeah, the hologram in Obi-Wan's hut but doesn't quite count, right? And, you know, in the Death Star with them sprinting across the landing bay and looking off in the distance to see Obi-Wan fighting Darth Vader, again, doesn't really count. Like, they didn't have dialogue, interaction scenes together, you know? but nothing about meeting him on set or even acknowledging the fact that maybe she never did meet him or anything like that, not talking about Peter Mayhew or Anthony Daniels or Kenny Baker. There's a little bit about her interaction with Mark Hamill. Basically, there's a bit of an expression of regret that the affair that she had on set wasn't with Mark Hamill instead of Harrison Ford, and she talks about there being flirtatious behavior between the two of them here and there, but it didn't come to anything. And nothing really about the day-to-day. I mean, the thing I told you about, you know, with her having trouble with firing the blasters and needing a shooting coach, like, that's pretty much it. Like, nothing about the day-to-day filming, nothing about the incredible swing across the chasm, nothing about any of the other iconic moments. Just, yeah, unfortunately, very lacking in that regard. She does tell the story of being cast in Star Wars, of going in for the casting call with Brian De Palma and George Lucas. But she also says that she's told that story so many times that she actually begs the reader's patience while she retells it once more. And ultimately about Star Wars, she says, and this is not even from her journal entries or anything like that, this is her recollections years later, she says that she was thinking, if they can get on the screen half of what George put on the page, I thought people will come to see it. No matter what, it's going to be this cool, weird little movie. I'd go see it. Well, I'd have to anyway, but they wouldn't have to drag me. And the rest of the book talks about her upbringing a bit, about what it was like to be the daughter of Debbie Reynolds and Eddie Fisher, and the divorce that happened, and all those sorts of personal details. And also, a lot of, I would say, stream-of-conscious ruminations about the fame of being Princess Leia. And strangely enough, she seems to be working out that relationship, working out her feelings about this, On the page, like, it's kind of surprising in the sense that you would imagine that she has examined her life and examined her level of fame to a large degree. She seems to be the kind of person who would do that on a daily basis, even. And especially in consideration to the whole Slave Leia gold bikini situation. I mean, she does freely acknowledge her awareness of being the first crush of a generation of boys and some girls as well. Although she says it both that way and also a little more bluntly on occasion, which is very funny. And there are also extended portions where she reinvents the conversations and soliloquies that fans lay on her at different events and other public occasions. A lot of this being around the idea of making paid appearances and signing autographs for money and that sort of thing. and. At times you get the idea that she's being a little sarcastic and she does actually go out of her way to say, don't get me wrong, I'm super grateful for this. And she's kind of having to rationalize the idea in her head of deciding to you know, sell out. She calls it her lap dance, basically. And I imagine this must have been a really difficult job for any editor to take on because, quite honestly, <laughs> it does read at times like they just said, Here, Carrie, here's a stack of paper, go. And I know, of course, nobody writes on paper anymore. You know, it's on the computer naturally, but you get the idea. You know, it's just like, here's the blank screen, Carrie, go, whatever. And she just went on whatever riff she was feeling at the time, and that was that. And they just said, okay, here, good luck with it when they turned it in. It does have a bit of that slapdash kind of feel. That being said, overall... I can't help but enjoy it. I mean, Carrie Fisher is a joy, you know? It's just, that's all there is to it. When the PR materials talk about the making of the film or behind the scenes stuff, I brought to the table the expectation and the hope that I was going to hear stuff about Anthony Daniels and Kenny Baker or Peter Cushing and Peter Mayhew or Alec Guinness or, you know, any of the other people involved, George and Gary Kurtz and... Any of the other stuff going on behind the scenes, like the crew reacting to things like, you know, what are we doing here or any any stuff like that. And it wasn't really there for me. And so that was a letdown to be sure. That all being said, it's absolutely worth the read. It is laugh out loud, funny in spots, spot. And the stuff she includes from her diaries is so brutally honest. It will it will absolutely connect with you. Period. Paragraph. End of story and end of my coverage of The Princess Diarist. I've got trivia for you on the other side of the break, so stay tuned. Hey Rebel Rouser, you're listening to this podcast, maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com slash SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles Anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. Welcome back, I've got your trivia question for you. I fight the Empire now. Easy, Baze, you'll get your shot in a couple of weeks. Last time I asked you what iconic line in the Star Wars universe Leia gets to say in The Force Awakens, and that's, may the Force be with you. Today's question, before Han can remind Leia how he's been helpful in the past, Leia says, don't say blank and what i want to know is what's in the blank thanks for listening to another episode of star wars seven x seven and hey before you become a spy for the jedi council check out sw7x7.com for show notes links photos videos and more and if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast Become a patron of the show at patreon.com sw7x7. It's not a night at the space opera. It's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars and We hope you love it.